the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning, you're listening to Wake Up. On this beautiful Tuesday morning, you are tuning your heart to the truth with us today. I'm Gabby Smith, along with David Dawson and Damian Pilato. Hey guys, good morning. Good morning, Gabby. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I had to wear a jacket this morning to work. That's the first time. Oh, and that was yeah, yeah. That's it's amazing. Chilly. That is amazing how cold it was. What was it? Was it mid 40s? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And it's going to sure. stay that way or what? Uh, it's uh, going to warm up each day. You'll you'll tell us. As the week goes on. Okay. But yeah, we'll get more details in just a moment. All right. Well, it's nice. It is yeah. nice. It's also the feast day of St. Ignatius of Antioch. And we're going to begin our day with prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Almighty God, we praise your name for your bishop and martyr Ignatius of Antioch, who offered himself as grain to be ground by the teeth of wild beasts, that he might present to you the pure bread of sacrifice. Accept, we pray, the willing tribute of our lives, and give us a share in the pure and spotless offering of your Son, Jesus Christ who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Iggy, pray for Amen. us. St. Iggy. I knew, it was, I knew you were going to say that one time today. <laughs> I like nicknames. Yeah, yes. I know. That's good. That's good. Big Al. Yeah. Big Al. Just Big like Iggy. Fall, it goes on. Father T-Boy. Father T-Boy. Oh, yes. Well, first, we will learn more about our Saint of the Day later on in today's show. (laughs) But we have some wonderful events in our listening area. We will give you details about that's coming up at 10 after, and you can find all of them at our website right now on our calendar at ccmedia.live. And in 18 minutes, Father Todd Lloyd will join. Well, he's actually already there. He's joining Damien and David in the Baton Rouge studio. He's a pastor at Most Blessed Sacrament in in Baton Rouge. Good morning, Father Todd. Thanks for being with us. Uh, Good morning, good morning. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of uh, just sitting in the background right now. I'm just sitting and watching the show. It it isn't pretty, is it? Uh, I've seen worse. (laughs) Yeah. Watching the sausage get made is what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. That bad? <laughs> and then we go on the air, we're all smiling and happy and everything. Is, no, I'm kidding. It, it was, it's been a great morning. It's been a great morning. You yes, it has. our morning yes. with Father Todd walking in, giving us a morning prayer. Amen. Yeah. It's Absolutely. already a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. <laughs> Thanks be to God for that. And and St. Iggy. St. Iggy. There you go. (laughs) Live and in color. Alan Smith will also join us in 35 minutes. He's a radio show host, and we're talking about the Fulton Sheen Foundation and Bishop Sheen Presents on Catholic Community Radio. He's actually gotten some callers and some messages from listeners and and like yourself uh, from Catholic Community Radio, and he's very excited to be on our morning show today to talk a little bit about his show. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And in 48 minutes, Alec Torres joins us. He's a co-author of the new book, Persecuted from Within, How the Saints Endured Crisis Within the Church. So, okay. Yeah, you guys. It's going to be a full lineup. Uh, I'm glad. So stick around. I know. Yeah, Yeah, it's also a chilly morning to start our day. Uh, Temperatures in the mid-40s. High today is going to be 75, though. Low 50. Plenty of sunshine. Few, if any, clouds. And it's, as I said, another nice day. Should remain that way throughout the week. It's going to have a gradual warming trend. What I mean by that is, even though we're at 75 for a high today, it'll be in the mid-80s by Sunday. Uh, temperatures in and around the area, everybody in the 40s except New Orleans. It's 59 degrees right now. It's also five after the hour, events and gospel coming your way next on Wake Up. Today's gospel is taken from Luke chapter 11. After Jesus had spoken, a Pharisee invited him to dine at his home. He entered and reclined at table to eat. The Pharisee was amazed to see that he did not observe the prescribed washing before the meal. The Lord said to him, O you Pharisees, although you cleanse the outside of the cup and the dish, inside you are filled with plunder and evil. You fools! Did not the maker of the outside also make the inside? But as to what is within, give alms, and behold, everything will be clean for you. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect. The facade of religion is easy. And the Pharisees, oh, they were so good at it. They were like play actors wearing different masks. But in their life of self-deception, they failed to discover their true destiny. There were men out there trying to grasp air. No wonder Jesus said, woe to them. In contrast, the interior transformation that true religion requires is very difficult. No, actually, let me correct that. It's not very difficult. It's humanly impossible, except for God's grace. You see, God makes the impossible possible. Examples of the power of God's grace abounds in the lives of the saints. And so the saints remind us that God calls each of us to holiness. They show us that becoming a saint is the only worthwhile goal in life. For unless we attain it, our life is a failure. Now, some of the saints seem holy and pure almost out of their mother's womb but others struggle with doubts and sinful lies. St. Augustine rejected Christianity, embraced a heresy, and then once his conversion began, took him three more years, he grappled with the virtue of chastity, and he pleaded with God, Lord, make me chaste. But then he added, not yet. Hmm, wow. St. Paul also had a difficult road to surrendering to Jesus. He understood the polar elements that beset each of us. On the one hand, there are the alluring temptations that come from the false values of this world, the inclination to evil we discover within ourselves, and the cunning deceptions of the devil. Then on the other hand, we're faced with our pitiable weaknesses. In his disordered zeal, Paul persecuted the church and was responsible for the martyrdom of St. Stephen. Nevertheless, 
After his conversion, he could say with confidence, I can do all things in him who strengthens me. So the first step in becoming a saint is what? Is to will it and let us make that choice. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sagers. Thank you, Jimmy and Father Chris Decker. It is almost 11 after the hour on this Tuesday morning. Get up, get after it. Gabby Smith, Damian Collado, David Dawson, and Father Todd Lloyd with us in studio. You know, today is a very important day. Uh, U.S. bishops, as well as uh, the Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem, are making a special request. Since Father Todd is here, I want him to share the details. Sure. So, uh, Cardinal uh, Archbishop Pizzaballa, the um, prelate in Jerusalem, who is uh, over all of the Christians in Israel, in the lands of Palestine, but also in Jordan, um, and so and in Cyprus, so that a large uh, kind of portion of land with a very uh, small group of Christians, right? They're mm-hmm. an extreme minority. And so he's responsible for um, for the faithful there and of their properties. That, you know, of course, the very famous important churches there. Mm-hmm. And so he's calling on uh, all of uh, the faithful throughout the whole world, all the Christians and Catholics throughout the world, to join him and his people in offering a day of prayer and fasting today. Um, obviously for peace, but most importantly for the the people who are under in harm's way, mm-hmm. um, hostages, um, so which includes, of course, even some Christians and Catholics. And, um, and so today is a good day for us to kind of join ourselves. You know, Jesus um, in the gospel says something really important. Whenever the apostles come and say that there are some demons that they're having a hard time casting out, you know, that they can't just cast them out through uh, the name of our Lord. And he says there's some demons that this one is one that has only the ability to be cast out through prayer and fasting. Hmm. And, so, um, and so because of that great custom that goes way back to, to our Lord Jesus, this realization that certain evils are only through prayer and fasting um, or overcome, um, that we're going to pray and fast as a church today, okay. over the, uh, hopefully to overcome the evil of, of terrorism and, and persecution and hatred and war and violence. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that includes uh, possibly saying a rosary, adoration. Yes. So there, of course, everyone uh, knows that you know in their own prayer life and their own faith life today. What can you do? And so maybe it's a good right here early in the morning. What can you do today? Um, maybe. If you can't go the whole day without eating, then what what meal are you going to give up, or what uh-huh. two meals are you going to give up? And then what are you going to do extra for prayer? If you already pray a rosary, then that's good, but you need to maybe work something else in for that right. extra day of prayer. Um, something that happens in our parish, the Most Blessed Sacrament right here in Baton Rouge, is tonight we have adoration at 7 p.m., and we have a, a praise and worship band, and so there's... Uh, moments of silence and moments of praise and worship, and for that whole hour at 7 p.m., we have um, the Blessed Sacrament exposed. And so maybe you're looking for something like that to come and do a little extra tonight. Um, we have that tonight at our church at 7 p.m. Okay, okay. Uh, and, and so just uh, skip a meal or two. Skip a meal or two. Or yeah. three if you or can. Or if, if you really uh, you want to go all out, then don't eat. Uh, but don't eat. Be, wow. be, uh, be smart about it. But, yeah, uh, right. you know. yeah mm-hmm. okay. that's true. Well, thank you for that yeah, sure. update. Yeah. Uh, Gabby? Yeah, well, do you want to make a difference in a single afternoon or over the course of a weekend? Well, volunteering at a cross-Catholic outreach food packaging event empowers Catholic ministry partners to protect the world's most vulnerable children and families from malnutrition. 
Volunteer work is an assembly line to pack beans, soy, rice, dehydrated vegetables, and vitamin packets. This is a faith in action service. And on Saturday, October 21st, Cross Catholic Outreach will team up with La Candena de los Amigos to pack 40,000 meals to be shipped to families to dire need in a developing country at St. Gabriel the Archangel in New Orleans right off of Louisa Street. That's Saturday, October 21st from 8.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. And I will post this on our website calendar so you can go to the volunteer sign-up form and make a difference for these families. There you go. And make plans to attend this year's Pro Vita Youth March for Life Benefit Dinner Thursday, October 19th and begins at 6.30. This is at St. Michael's High School in Baton Rouge. This is quite the investment if you get involved with this because vocations have come out of this. It's like a pilgrimage for these young folks to go up to the March for Life. It's a wonderful thing. Check this out. ccmedia.live. Learn more. Okay. Well, don't go anywhere. It's almost 15 after the hour. Father Todd Lloyd will be back with us. He's going to elaborate on what's going on at his church parish here in Baton Rouge. But right now, you're listening to Wake Up. Stick around. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for October 17th. Today we celebrate Saint Ignatius of Antioch. Born in Syria just a few years after Jesus' death, Ignatius was a convert to Christianity who eventually became Bishop of Antioch. On a long journey from Antioch to Rome, Ignatius wrote the seven letters for which he has become well known. Five of them are directed to churches in Asia Minor. Ignatius urges his fellow Christians to remain faithful to God and to obey their superiors. He also warns them against heresies, and emphasizes the solid truths of Christian faith. The sixth is directed to Polycarp, Bishop of Smyrna, who was later martyred. On a visit to Antioch, Emperor Trajan forced the Christians there to choose between death and denying their faith. Ignatius refused to deny Christ and was condemned to be put to death in Rome. In his final letter, Ignatius begs the Christians in Rome not to try to stop his martyrdom. The only thing I ask of you, he wrote, is to allow me to offer the libation of my blood to God. His request granted, Ignatius bravely met the lions in the Circus Maximus around the year 107. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. past the hour on this chilly, beautiful Tuesday morning. I'm David Dawson, along with Damian Collado and Gabby Smith. And in studio, we got Father Todd Lloyd. He's the Good pastor. Good morning. Yes, you're a pastor at Most Blessed Sacrament That's right. in Baton Rouge. That's right. And you got a lot going on in your parish. We're going to talk about uh, the Eucharist and devotions and all the stuff that you have going yeah, on. Great. Well, we, you know, we have Eucharistic revival happening throughout the whole world, throughout the country, and mm-hmm. in our diocese, we've been focusing on that. So, uh, you know, in the parishes, uh, we all, all have our own kind of local uh, flair and uh, desires to, to really figure out how do we uh, enliven Eucharistic faith yeah. in our own hearts. You know, and that's 
it's really, um, it starts right there in the family home. And mm -hmm. so that's something that um, we're kind of focusing on. One of the mantra of, of me and I know some other priests, just reminding families that, you know, where the faith really starts yeah. isn't, um, isn't at the Catholic school, you know, um, or isn't necessarily even in the pew, but it has to, it ultimately starts right there in the baby crib. You know, mm -hmm. it starts mm -hmm. right there in your, in your home. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so that's one of the big focuses that uh, I know that some of the parishes, including ours, have just been focusing on basic catechesis. How do we catechize the faithful adults so that they can also share the faith with their children? Yeah. Um, and so that's one of the been, been a big focus for the past year on us is just kind of how do we um, let's look at and be critical of and re-examine how do we move forward with um, preparing young people, but really preparing their parents to help them prepare well, their young people. And, and, and I can tell you, because I recently attended uh, uh, an evening that you had yep. with uh, mm -hmm. Dr. Brant Petrie. Yeah, right. And it was Jew Jesus and the Jewish roots of the Mass. Of the Mass. Yeah. And thank goodness uh, Dr. Petrie dumbed it down so much <laughs> that I could understand yeah, it. And it, we, it was fascinating. I told him, put it on David Dawson level. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. There you go. Because yeah. Look, look and it just, I mean, it was jaw-dropping. Uh -huh. The stuff that he was revealing yeah. of why yeah. we do what we do in the Mass. Because <laughs> right. I've learned a lot about what we do, but he went even deeper. He he's an incredible teacher. Um, he, you know, he's just, it's one thing to be a scholar. I've said this before. It's one thing to be a scholar. A lot of men can. A lot of uh, great men and women scholars are out there who couldn't teach anything to anybody. Yeah, but we but don't he, get it. Yeah, he can not only be a good scholar, but he can help it under help us to understand it on mm -hmm. my level and yours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and thank God for that. And so he did a great job. And we had a lot of families there. A lot it of, was crowded. Um, a lot of people. It was a full church. Yes, and um, and a lot of young families who I know were able to benefit from it, so that they could you know really inculcate what that information is in themselves and give it to other people. People, right? Well, you know, one of my favorite parts, because I mean, I know we got a lot to talk about, but one of my favorite parts, and it was th these were young men and women asking questions right, after yeah, it was yeah. over, the question and answer part. Yeah. And, he, and he stood up and said, Tell me about the bells. Yeah. And oh, you that know, Dr. Young Petrie man, got all yeah. excited, you know, and he couldn't wait to tell us. And that was something I never knew yeah, why the, we do the bells. Were the, you know? the priest wearing the bells priest wearing whenever the bells? he went into the temple? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. And yeah. and he would uh, be presenting this showbread. And while he was back there doing it, you could hear the bells ringing right. as he probably elevated the bread. That's right. Yeah. 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 Pretty much any time if the priest was moving and making, he was doing some type of sacrificial offering. Yeah. You knew that he was doing it because you could hear the bells ringing while he was doing it. Yeah. I, I guess he's got a book coming out. He does. Yeah. He okay. has a book on that very topic. Not right. the bells, uh, just yeah, no. uh, but on but the, the mass. Jesus the whole mass. The whole mass. Yeah. Of the, yeah, yeah. Of the mass. And I, I yeah. can't wait for that because yeah, it's, you know it's I, be great. i'm trying to retain in my such old an, brain what he's such said. an important topic for our time not only for eucharistic revival but also you know as um as people are really revisiting the topic of liturgy mm -hmm. and uh, the mass and how the mass needs to be offered and needs to be focused on and so the um as you know there's a lot of debates and a lot of arguing going on about right. that subject so what a great thing to have a good scholar to kind of contribute to that yeah to help yeah us. and help us to see everything all, yeah. all about that and it, yeah. it answered a lot of excuse me <clears throat> it answered a lot of questions for that. Um, now, let's talk about you got an event even going on tonight having to do with adoration. Right. So every single month on the third uh, Tuesday of the month, mm -hmm. so that would be tonight, we have uh, adoration of the Blessed Sacrament at 7 p.m. And um, we have what we call our adoration band. And they um, they offer and they sing praise, you know, pretty uh, standard praise and worship songs. Yeah. And um, what we do is we sing a song. 
Um, and you can join in singing if you want. The words are, are made available for you. If you don't want to join in, then just adore the Lord and listen to the music. And then there's moments of silence. Good. And so we, we make sure that there's silence and also communal praise and worship of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. And it's just an hour, you know, but that's a good way. You know, once a month, I mean, the parish is named Most Blessed Sacrament, so yeah. uh, kind of, <laughs> you know, like we should probably be doing something, you know. Um, and so once a month just to get together as a community and to do some type of praise and worship music that is not normally what we would do in Mass, right? Because yeah. Mass has its own special kind of music, what we call sacred music, Sacred means set apart, and so it's music that's different from any other kind of music. But we can use other religious music, we might say, at other times. Sure. Like praise and worship music, at adoration is one of those times. Well, is it is it just for youth, or can anybody It's for come? everybody. It's okay. at all ages. When you come, you will see high school. Um, I'm really impressed sometimes. That's good to know. We have high school students who drive themselves, come and do it just by themselves or as a group. And I know that some of them, what they'll do, they'll maybe go grab something to eat and then come together, yeah. you know, and have a, a night out. Um, and we have people who are older. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we have everything in between. Um, so it's a, we have even some young, young little kids who come with their families, of yeah, course. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Sounds well, like an uplifting event. It is, is it somewhat it, charismatic, but a little not bit, charismatic. A little bit, not really. Not really. Um, it's it is if you for those who probably are motivated and moved by the spirit, then they would certainly experience that as a charismatic. Okay. Moment. Yeah, I would see. say so. Um, but it's not it's not oriented just for that. You right. Know? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. The hope is that anyone who wants to just spend time with Jesus will come and find what they need, namely Jesus. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Well, that's, that's awesome. Okay, so what else do you all have yeah, coming so, up? So church we, fair. We have the church <laughs> fair coming that's up. Eucharistic. Um, so uh, this, well, this weekend I can um, I can say I'll be praying with the uh, some of our um, ladies from the Axe Retreat. We have an Axe Retreat going on in the parish this week. That's not, oh, a, wow. that's not a public event, but I encourage everyone to, to pray for us yes. um, as we uh, have an Axe Retreat. And then the next weekend, the weekend before Halloween, we will be offer. We'll be having our parish fair, our monster mash at the mm -hmm. fairgrounds. Monster uh, mash at the fairgrounds. Yeah, so um, that's a good way to do yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, so encourage um, if you're looking for something to do next weekend. It's Friday through Sunday. We're gonna be having a great time. Lots of awesome food, good music, and um, and of course the rides and games and and all of that stuff. I, I love parish fairs. I just love it. The culture here in South Louisiana, yeah. you know, that's going to be the best food. Yeah. And you're going to have a good time. I feel like I'm family when I leave, and I don't even belong to some of these parishes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, there yeah. are a lot of people who make the church pa uh, parish uh, rounds. Yeah, they go yeah. to all of There are people who go to all of yeah. them. Yeah, yeah because uh, like you said, the food's usually unique and different, right. yeah. and then you also have the great entertainment. Yeah. And right. y'all have a good Well, lineup. it's almost like a – I find that it, Most Blessed Sacraments is kind of like a musical festival because we have the stage set up in a nice big grassy area and everyone just comes and they bring their own chairs and yeah. just and some people sit there all day mm -hmm. just to listen to the music mm -hmm. you know so it's like a music festival it's sure. like it's like a mini jazz yeah. fest so, like you that. know something like that only know? only a lot saner yeah, yes. exactly. yeah. well um <laughs> talk about eucharistic adoration you guys offer sure. this at your parish so thanks be to god um before I was at Most Blessed Sacrament, they already had established an adoration chapel. Mm -hmm. And the adoration chapel is open 24 hours a day. There's a, a passcode, you know, a yeah, key code. You know. And if you want to come and join, come to adoration, you just need to ask the parish, call us at the parish office and ask us what the code is. And you can come in there and, and adore Jesus at any time. Mm -hmm. um, one of the part of, parts of our Eucharistic revival is that we're really trying to step that up. You know, like many parishes, you have 
empty hours, you yeah. know, so you're right. not you're not able to do perpetual because there's not someone perpetually in there. Mm-hmm. But we want to do perpetual, and so we're trying to step that up. Um, so one of the things that we've done is um, been saying that we're moving into the 21st century in our parish. We updated our website and updated our social media, and we also um, we have we're using a website. Uh, to help us sign people up and to check in and check out of their adoration times, so that way people Probably can get substitutes they, too. Yeah, you can get like you can get yeah. substitutes from there. Mm-hmm. So that way, for our parishioners, whenever it's called Adoration Pro, but you have to you can call our parish office to find out what the uh, URL is, and then you can look at the schedule and you can put yourself in the schedule. And then, right, if you can't show up, you just say need someone else, and yes. just, there's a little button. Click on that. I right. need someone to fill in for me. You know. Um, so our number has gone up pretty substantially, just the hours that we're having covered. So oh, um, we're on the increase, trying to spend time with Jesus, spend time with our Lord, you know, yeah. um, both as a parish as a whole and as, as individuals in the parish. You know, something that I've kind of mentioned to people that if we want Eucharistic revival, it's a, two, a two-sided thing. It's a communal thing where we really step up our game of worship of Jesus in the Mass, yeah. but also... We have to step up our game individually in our hearts, adoring Jesus personally, and that mm-hmm. those two things feed into each other. You know? Yeah, and you're constantly having opportunities to learn more about yeah. our, our well, Thank- for one thing, our Catholic faith, but right. you know, you can concentrate on the Eucharist. Well, right? like so, last uh, as you know, you mentioned uh, the Dr. Petrie is here, but mm-hmm. something that we're doing every Wednesday um, is that we're having something we're called Catholic 101, and our Catholic 101. Um, in the past, people might just refer to it as RCIA, right? Yeah. Um, but it is our RCIA folks who are becoming Catholic or interested in becoming Catholic can come mm-hmm. to Catholic 101. Mm-hmm. And I have to cut you off. Yeah, we, we're, okay. we're, but, but I'm yeah. sorry, we're out of time. But boy, we're going to have to have you on yeah. for the entire morning hey, look, show one day. I'm close by. Can you give mm-hmm. us a blessing? Yeah, let's pray. We, sure. Lord Jesus, we ask for your heavenly blessing on this station through the, through the intercession of St. Ignatius, the martyr, Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Todd Lloyd, once again, you know, thank Thanks you for, for joining having us. Great to be here. Yeah, well, you're coming back because you're right around the corner. I am. I know where yeah. you live. Yeah, that's so. true. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. It is the bottom of the hour. When we come back, Damien's going to be talking to another radio show host, Alan Smith, right here on Wake Up. the hour 25 before the top of the hour and good morning everyone happy tuesday to you with us now alan smith radio show host and executive director of the archbishop fulton j sheen mission society of canada yes it's a mouthful that's a lot uh but he's doing a lot of work and it's all about fulton sheen of course and his foundation and a show that he's created and it's called Bishop Sheen presents, and it's heard at 8 a.m. every Saturday morning on our radio stations. And we're glad to have Alan, the host, with us this morning. Good morning, Alan. 
Uh, Damien, it's great to be here. So thanks for having me, and thanks for receiving uh, the gift of Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen on the radio airwaves in the South. It's always good to uh, get him back on the air, and I think uh, people are already appreciating his wisdom. And so we can't get enough of Fulton Sheen. Well, you're right about that. I grew up watching him on television, believe it or not. But you know what I've, I've always wondered is this next generation that followed me, so the 35 and unders, how much do they know about Bishop Sheen? Because, and I'm glad you're bringing the show back. So tell everyone about your mission, what you're doing, and why it's so important. Right. Well, I really believe that, you know, Fulton Sheen has this track record of bringing souls to Jesus Christ. Um, my dad is a convert through the hands of Fulton Sheen, listening mm-hmm. to him on the radio, watching him on television. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm seeing at, on university campuses when I go and speak uh, to, you know, uh, we call it uh, Theology on Tap or these yeah. gatherings where young people get together. Right. Uh, amazing how many of them have seen Fulton Sheen on television. Uh, he's one of the most quoted, um, I guess, uh, want to just say personalities on social media. Uh, every day you see a Fulton Sheen quote on Facebook, Twitter, all mm-hmm. of the different, different social media platforms. So the young people get Fulton Sheen uh, because he's speaking to them. He's talking about issues that matter. Um, and again, he has these kind, penetrating eyes that look into your soul. And we all need a good parish priest in our life. And I think Fulton Sheen becomes our new parish priest when we may may not go to church, but church comes to us. And so that's the beauty of Fulton Sheen. So what makes him so dynamic? I think it's this idea that he um, has this message, which I think is so important. When he said to the world, your life is worth living. God has a plan for you, each and every one of you. So it doesn't matter if you're a street sweeper. It doesn't matter if you're uh, a brain surgeon. God has a plan for you. And I think people started to accept uh, his philosophy of life. Yeah, Yeah. there is a God. Mm He has a plan, and he would remind us that suffering is part of that plan, too. So uh, not to be discouraged when suffering comes. Now, you know, when he started in radio back in 1930, give or take, he had a show called The Catholic Hour, and I, I could just envision people sitting around the radio listening to his program each uh, and every week. And then he, he went to television, of course, started black and white, and his show, uh, Life is Worth Living, that, that's sort of what I remember uh, to some degree. And uh, the New Orleans area, I couldn't tell you what station was airing it huh. at the time, but I remember my family, we, we had to sit and watch Bishop uh, Sheen on a weekly Ooh. basis, and it was really cool. And that's how I learned who he was. How did he incorporate, how did he have that vision of using media to get the word of God out to the masses? I guess because he, he was the front runner and the pioneer yeah. in, in both radio and television when it came to uh, religion. Right. Well, I think Fulton Sheen knew people had a hunger for God. Uh, I like to say he had the, um, you know, the secret advantage in that he heard many confessions over the years. And so he knew it was troubling the world because he was hearing it in the confessional. Mm. And so um, I think this is one thing. He kind of knew how to counsel people. But uh, again, the medium that he was using, uh, the radio, I mean, the numbers were 5 million 
people tuning in each week to his Catholic Hour radio show. Mm -hmm. He knew that both Catholics and Protestants and Jews were listening and taking notice. And, of course, when new technology came forward with television, I think the uh, people behind, you know, the TV movement, I like to mm -hmm. say the TV movement, but um, again, knew that uh, people were hungry for that type of programming. And uh, Fulton Sheen just embraced it, did the best he could. He went toe-to-toe -to -toe against Milton Berle and mm -hmm. the great personalities of the day. And, of course, won the Emmy Award in his first year on television wow. as the most outstanding personality. So uh, only only, uh, again, clerical, <laughs> the only, you know, churchman hey. to ever win an Emmy Award. So, oh, yeah. well, yeah. Yeah. And back then, 30 million viewers. That's a lot. Well, that's a lot that's of folks lot. watching yeah. on a weekly basis. There are TV programs today that wish they had 30 million viewers yes, at indeed. any one time. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that uh, that speaks volumes there too. Alan, hey, this is uh, this is David Allen. I have a, a, a I think one thing amazes me about uh, Bishop Sheen is the timelessness of it. Everything he speaks about still applies to to, to this day, and I think that amazes me. But you've got quite the treasure trove of recorded material. How did you how did you get this? Well, you know, the, the Internet is a beautiful thing. It has everything. And <laughs> so back in t 2012, I started to Google uh, Fulton Sheen, uh, found a few uh, you know, organizations that had the uh, a beautiful archive uh, of recordings, yeah. uh, asked them for permission to use the recordings. And um, uh, again, they lent me their, you know, two, three, four hundred recordings over time because they saw that we were putting them to good use. Yeah. Um, it's not about, this was not about a marketing scheme to try to sell uh, DVDs and MP3s. This was someone who was trying to just, sh sh you know, put these out on the radio yeah. um, and on the internet so people would enjoy the wisdom of Archbishop Sheen. And so they granted me permission to use these recordings. And, um, you know, here we are 10 years later, still on the air all over the world, sharing the program Bishop Sheen presents. So uh, again, uh, they're out there and you can, of course, come to websites and download for free now many of these yeah. mp3 recordings and uh, the videos so um, technology's come a long way but we're just trying to put it out on radio where uh, people tune in uh, radio is a great medium mm -hmm. and uh, Fulton mm -hmm. Sheen would be smiling ear to ear to know that his uh, He's still <laughs> going back on the radio yeah yeah, yeah and, it and, and you know the fact that a miracle has been attributed to him share with our, our listeners a little bit about how he became venerable uh, and, and it happened to be the year that you started uh, with the program. Yeah. Actually, in 2012, the... Um the, of course, the, um, the Holy Father, Pope Benedict um, uh, the XVI, um, um, praised Fulton Sheen to the status of venerable. And, of course, then they ask you to submit the miracles that could happen and do happen. And there was a little boy that was um, uh, born at home but had, didn't have a pulse. Uh, they called the paramedics, and uh, they started to work on this child. He was uh, recorded you know, dead for 61 minutes, um, couldn't get a pulse, and... And uh, they kept praying for, for the intercession of Fulton Sheen to heal this boy, to have him come back to life. And the doctor at the hospital was about to write the death certificate, and then he came back to life. And so, um, again, mm. this boy now is uh, a young, <laughs> you know, 10, 11, he's a beautiful little boy, uh, growing in holiness, and there's no brain damage. He's, wow. Uh, you wouldn't even think of anything that had happened to him, but this miracle Goodness. happened. It was all documented yeah. by the... 
medical authorities and approved by the doctors of the Vatican. So uh, again, 61 minutes to a miracle. And of course, uh, Bonnie Engstrom is the mother of this child and uh, has written about it. Uh, but again, uh, there is a double miracle in that he came back to life, but also uh, no brain damage and he's fully functioning mm-hmm. today. So um, praise God. Praise God. Goodness gracious. Uh, real quick, final 30 uh, seconds. I know you're an author. Uh, is it true you've written 39 books? Yeah, I like to say I've edited and compiled 39 books. <laughs> I, I have this passion to uh, re-release uh, many of Fulton Sheen's great works that have been sitting uh, going nowhere for 70, 80 years. So I was able to republish many of those books. And so there's now 39 uh, books that I've edited and republished to, for people to enjoy. So uh, they can all be found at uh, Bishop Sheen today on the, uh, on the, <laughs> the big thing called the World Wide Web. Awesome. Alan Smith. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for being a part of our team as well. Saturday mornings, 8 o'clock, you can hear his show here on WQNO and WYPYR. It is 48 past the hour. You're tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damian Clotto and David Dawson. Alec Torres is our next guest. He is the co-author of the new book, Persecuted from Within, How the Saints Endured Crisis Within the Church. Good morning, Alec. Thanks for being with us today. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I think this book is so relevant, and I think it's a copy that we could all pick up and take a look. Uh, Something we really need a reminder today when it comes to church history uh, and why things happen (laughs) and why the way they have happened, the saints have a lot to say about that. So take us through your your book, Persecuted from Within. Yeah, I I really appreciate you having me on to talk about it. Um, I I started this project with my co-author a a couple years ago, actually, the thought hit me. And sadly, it seems like it's only becoming more relevant as time goes on. But uh, Mm -hmm. all said and done, I was looking at the church and looking at the world. And, um, you know, I saw a lot of confusion, a a lot of scandal, um, even sometimes just outright wrong teaching from from people within the hierarchy, from priests and and bishops and uh, all the way up to Rome. And uh, I, I didn't know how to deal with it. I wanted to be a good Catholic. Uh, I wanted to, to act in the most holy way I could. But how is one supposed to navigate all of this? You know, it's just little old me over here. What am I supposed to do? Uh, <laughs> and uh, not knowing how to answer that question, I figured I know who does. Uh, the saints. You know, if, if anybody knows how to, how to deal with tough times, it's the saints. So we, we looked over saints spanning over 20 centuries who who have endured persecution, crises, heresies, scandal, you name it, uh, straight from church leadership, and, and did, it, did it with perfect godly style, ending up in heaven at the end of it. Perfect godly style. Okay, I'm going to steal that. Um, you know, when we, <laughs> we have looked back through church history, and it's been rocky, but Alec, let's face it, especially when we're on, I know for me, for X, <laughs> when I'm on X, formerly known as Twitter, I probably can spend maybe a minute on there these days just because it's gotten so bad, even within the Catholic community or the religious community, because there's so much noise out there, a lot of opinions, and you want to know, okay, what's right? I'm even more confused than I was before. Things keep changing. People keep talking. How can the saints guide us through something like that? Well, I think what the saints can do is cut through the noise a, a lot of times because there there are so many details and it's it's tough to keep up and and who knows what's true and what's not and half the time we only have 
you know, a, a tenth of the information we need to make a good decision uh, in, in the times that exist. So one of the beauties about the Catholic faith is that we can lean on, on two millennia of, of church history mm-hmm. to, to root ourselves. So we don't have to just guess at, uh, at what's right and what's wrong. We don't have to uh, try and impose our own interpretation upon Scripture or upon events to figure it out. You know, we can go back and we can look. What have councils taught before? What have church fathers taught before? What has been the perennial teachings of the church? And, you know, sometimes they use different language or it can, you know, the, the situation can be a little antiquated depending on our ears, but the principles remain the same. Uh, so yeah. that, that's one of the things we found looking at these saints. You know, it may be, maybe it's in the Middle Ages, maybe it's in the Roman Empire, maybe it's in all these different times, but there's this, this thread of principles that apply throughout moral principles, ecclesial principles, uh, that, that can really cut through the noise and help us determine what's right or wrong nowadays. I think it's relevant that we also discuss how to talk to non-Catholics about error in the church, um, but I want to change that up a little bit. How can we talk to family members, Alec, who have left the church um, and kind of speak the truth with charity and in faith? This is, if there's one reason I wrote this book with my co-author, it's that, it's that we wanted to make sure people didn't leave or people came back because it is a scandalous time. And and how mm-hmm. do you look at things like the church abuse crisis or, or you know, uh, yeah. the, the Pachamama being brought into the Vatican or, or things like this and say, how, how, am I, how is this really the true church? And uh, I think one of the things that Catholics have had to confront, especially in the past few decades, is that we can't, we can't simply brush scandal under the rug or, 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 or imagine that it's not there. Or imagine that if we keep yeah. quiet about it, then we're, we're not uh, part of the problem. Um, the secular media... Uh, even the Catholic media, they're, they're going, many of the Catholic media, they're going to pose these uh, uh, questions out to the world. They're going to present this information. And, and if we don't know our own stuff, if, if we aren't clear about the teachings of the Church and what's right and what's wrong, uh, then people will be scandalized and they will leave. So uh, mm-hmm. the saints are, are, are good exemplars of this. When they saw air, um, when they saw scandal, when they saw immorality, they confronted it uh, charitably, yes. They didn't attack people ad hominem. They didn't try to, to defame people, but they acknowledged when something was wrong, even if it was, if it was done by people in, in positions of authority. Uh, and they always loved those people, too, too but they, they showed the heart of Christ in that. And I think that helps people who are scandalized today or have left the Church today to say, yes, you can criticize wrong. You don't have to just sit there and, and take it and be quiet. We do have to love our hierarchy. We do have to love the structure of the church that Jesus created. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we have to just sit there in silence when things are going wrong. You make some great points, and a lot of people are in that position right now. Can you tell us some of the saints that you discuss in your book? Oh, certainly. There's, there's some wonderful ones. There's some good, well-known ones. You know, uh, Padre Pio uh, is in there, certainly. Oh, yeah. Uh, and there's also some uh, some lesser known ones uh, like Saint Bruno. He, he's one of the, these ones I come back to a lot. He was in the heart of the Middle Ages, the 11th century, and um, we're in chaotic times for sure. But if you want if you want to go back to chaotic <laughs> times, it's it's right there. There, the the church was was very corrupted in, in, internally. Uh, you know, there was different warring armies that were coming in and sacking Rome. There were anti-popes. There were conclaves where most of the cardinals were, 
were in favor of the anti-pope. I mean, gosh, it was just a mess. I don't know how a lay Catholic could have gotten through uh, the confusion, knowing knowing right from wrong in many circumstances then. Um, but St. Bruno uh, stood out uh, as, as a figure of clarity. Um, uh, just to be very quick about it, he, he essentially faced the civil and and church uh, uh, divide, uh, where, where civil government was trying to take authority from the church. And, and he, this was a big problem in the Middle Ages, so he was very clear about what the roles of authority were. And, and this wasn't a small issue back then. I mean, this is like debates over the family now. It, it was what the church was debating. And when the Pope himself signed a document contradicting church teachings in a council, he actually confronted the Pope about it uh, with great charity. Mm-hmm. Uh, even with submission, but he had a very high position within the church. He, he was an advisor to three popes, and he sacrificed it all, essentially, and put himself on the outs by directly contradicting and publicly contradicting the pope on a position of Catholic principle. So I, I think he wow. shows a lot of bravery in the face of confusion. And, uh, and he also shows us something that we don't think we face. You know, we think of martyrs, which is true. There, there are great martyrs in the church, but most of the time we aren't facing, you know, the threat of death. We're, we're facing the loss of of our position or respectability or something like that. And, and that can be hard, uh, too, for us to give up. But but St. Bruno showed us how to do that. Wow. And today we learned about St. Ignatius of Antioch, another brave saint. Uh, but this is a wonderful book, Alec, that I think is very relevant. And thank you so much for joining us and just uh, jumping into this topic, really, with charity and with courage. Alec Torres, co-author of the new book, Persecuted from Within, How the Saints Endured Crisis Within the Church. Where can we pick up our copy? Well, I definitely recommend folks go to Sophia Institute Press. That's, uh, that's our publisher, and, and they're a good Catholic publisher. We have to support them. Uh, I don't think, sadly, that the, the problems are going away. So you don't need two-day shipping from Amazon, but if, if, you, if that's where you normally go, you can also find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Alec, thank you so much. Also, your local Catholic bookstore. Wow, guys. Wonderful, relevant topics and great guests. Indeed. Yes. Uh, that's one I think I'm going to pick up, too, because discussion keeps coming up right yeah. you know with other mm-hmm. folks so that, yep. that's a that's a good one to know well it's almost eight o'clock we'll wrap up with a prayer and hope you have a blessed day in the name of the father son holy spirit amen saint ignatius you were kind and tender pastor pray for all our parish priests that they may draw people even closer to christ by exemplifying his mercy and goodness saint ignatius you were not afraid to die as a martyr for our lord Pray for all those who are dying this day. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Amen. Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful day. God bless. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Media.